Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I am your host, and we are so privileged to have Manon Anganese with us today, Rogue Qualifier. Uh, we are doing a special series on everybody qualifying for Rogue. So, Manon, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so, you are so interesting. I You have competed under two different flags, Luxembourg yeah. and Belgium. Can yes. you tell us the story of that? Um, before uh, I used to work in Luxembourg, uh, and I used to train in a in a CrossFit box in Luxembourg. But at this moment, it was in 2016 and 17. Um, CrossFit only take uh, the flag of the box you represent, not about your nationality. But I'm Belgian, and since they changed that, uh, now I represent Belgium, as simply as that. Yeah. So you were born in Belgium. Yes. And where do you live there now? I live in Belgium, in the south of Belgium. Okay, very nice. Yeah. And do you represent a gym there or are you independent? Uh, I represent my gym, but it's a non-affiliated gym. It's a garage gym, a very small one okay. community. Is that what you're in now? Yes. Uh, that does not look small. Uh not on the video but it's not it's not big <laughs> okay okay so uh you've been in the sport a very long time uh i think your first open was 2016. uh yes i started crossfit in january 2016. and you came from a background of show jumping yes exactly so you are the third athlete that we've had on who started in show jumping and went to CrossFit. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, Jacqueline Dahlstrom and uh, yeah. Annika Greer. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, uh, I both know. Both are shoujo. Um, so what what is it about show jumping and horses that leads you to CrossFit? Um, responsibilities first. Um, because especially especially for me uh i started to work very young um my only dream was I, when i was a little girl was to be an international show jumper so i started to ride at four years old and then at 15 years old i decided to stop school and to start to work and to leave home uh to start to ride in in, in to uh, international shows for uh, many horse rider and when you start very young with no money in your pockets, uh, you have to, to take your responsibilities and you have to sacrifice a lot also. So I have the notion of sacrifices and the notion of responsibilities. Because that's, that is not a, an inexpensive sport. That is very expensive. Yes, it is. Uh, horses are a beautiful animal, but they are not cheap. 
<laughs> yes, yes, the, the <laughs> horse is cheap and all, all around the horse is not cheap. Yeah. So are you, have you always been an animal lover? Yes, always. And you're the mother of two dogs and a cat? Yes, exactly, yes. I think we saw one of your, your dog children right before we went on the air. Are yes. they with you right now? Yes, she, she's always around me. I don't know where is she now. Uh, she, she's not far, but she, she will come back, I'm sure. <laughs> so what kind of dogs do you have? I have two Jack Russells. Oh, cute. Yes. So all the, all the co-hosts on this show have dogs. Yes. Um, we are big dog lovers on this show. Yes. Yes. I, I understand. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing like a dog snuggle when you come home from a hard day at work. Exactly. Yes. And when you come back from a long competitions and that's the, the best thing when you go back home, it's to, to see them and to hug them. And they're always excited to see you. Yes, always, yes. So my next question is, uh, as I looked you up and did some research, uh, there's a lot of shark things around you, uh, mm -hmm. white shark in particular. I think you have some tattoos. And yeah, <laughs> so what is your connection with the great white shark? Um, first, the great white shark is my totem animal for many reasons, but the, the bigger one, it's because it's the only animal on earth you can't put in a cage or in an aquarium. If you do that, uh, the white shark just kill himself. It's the only animal on earth and it's the only species of sharks who does that. So they need a total liberty and that's totally what I am. So how many shark tattoos do you have? Uh, I think around 10. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, when I was in college, I had an aquarium and I was at the pet store and they were selling mini sharks and they were only like this yes. big. And I thought it was the coolest thing and I got it and I had a frog in my <laughs> tank. Those are the only two things in my tank. Yeah. The shark would not leave my frog alone. Yeah. My frog had to burrow himself into the rocks mm -hmm. to hide from the shark. <laughs> but but even this big, they they swam with that like swagger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so cool. So yes. cool. Um, you also sell shirts uh at Barbell Regiment. Yes, yes, we used to work together um, one or two years ago, yeah. And they're, they're still selling some shirts out there of yours. Yes. I, I don't know if you know that. Um, if, if but you want, yeah. can bring some in USA during Texas if you want some. Okay, awesome. So are, are you working with any apparel companies now? Uh, yes, I'm working with Northern Spirits. Okay. Uh, that shirt you have on says a lot in two words. Yes, it's the programming uh, I work with now. It's the programming of André Houdet. You know him? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had him on a few months ago. Yes, so I'm working with him since uh, three months now. Okay. And what's that been like? Because he... 
he's famous for coaching himself and doing his own programming. Um, how has it been as one of his athletes? Um, I really love his programming and it's really, really well building, you know, um, he's someone very methodic. Uh, he's very, we call it in French, very, uh, très carré, so very square, you know, like this, very, very strict. Uh, that's what I like with this programming is. So is it very individualized for you? Mm -hmm. Uh, no, it wasn't. It's now for the Rogue Invitational, but usually I just follow the programming of No Shortcuts. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. I change some kind of things. I need to practice more or less. Um, I also have a lot of weightlifting because I'm also a weightlifter. So I have an individual uh, programming in weightlifting with a Canadian coach. But uh, basically, we follow the programming like it is on the on the website. So, gosh, I have so many questions. I, I have the Olympic weightlifting on here. My notes. Let's go that direction. I read. Uh, I think it was on Northern Northern Lights uh, website that your goal is to compete in the CrossFit Games and make the Paris Twenty Four Olympics. Yes, that's the goal. We will see if it's possible to make it together, but that's the goal. Okay. Um, what What is your primary focus right now, weightlifting or CrossFit? Uh, CrossFit. Okay. Yes. Because you've competed in weightlifting. Uh, you finished seventh in Europe and okay. 14th in the world in your weight class. Yes. So you're not too shabby. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but I'm far from the first place because, let's be honest, girls in my categories, well, all the girls in weightlifting are really, really strong. But um, my goal is just to, to do my best with what I can in weightlifting. Uh, I didn't start weightlifting young enough to be, to be on, on the very top of the categories, but... I'm sure I can still gain some maybe five kilos or maybe 10 in a good day. But yes, I, I just want to, to see where, how far I can go, but without the expectation to win the Olympics, for example. So how does it work in Europe to qualify for the Olympics? Is there a qualification just in Belgium or do you have to compete at like a European championship and it's so many of those athletes? Uh, no, we have to we have to compete at all the European Championships, of course. Uh, then we have to compete in the World Championships 2022-2023, uh, and we have to do the World Cup in 2024, uh, a little bit before the Olympics. And yes, we have to compete at all the events, and to just to keep our finger crossed for being on the top 12 because it's only 12 person now 12 from all of europe uh all of the world all of the world yes they they changed it oh they they changed it uh, for paris they reduced the 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 numbers and maybe 2028 will be the last olympics for weightlifting so they just want to put us outside of the Olympic system. Yes. Oh, that's a shame. 
Yes. Because that's one of my favorite events to watch. I just, I didn't know much about the qualification process. So thank you so much for clearing that up. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so when it looks, so your, your CrossFit career in 2021, you made semifinals and finished eighth at Lowlands. Mm -hmm. And then you finished sixth in the last chance qualifier. Yes. So very, very close. Very, very close, but everything was online, you know. So when everything is online, you can't really compete against each other. So you, you just have to do your absolute best, but alone at home, and it's it's not the same. I'm I'm sure that in 2021, if we had uh, in-person semifinals, I'm sure I, I could be on the five, but online, it's totally different. Yeah, because... 2020 you technically qualified for the crossfit games technically and then that got that got taken away with covid yeah then 2021 everything was online so very difficult and then your off-season work this year has been impeccable like mm -hmm. you i think you won the germ the german throwdown in 21 you took third at madrid and yes. now you won the rogue online qualifier. Yes, exactly. So you're you're trending in a really good direction. Uh, yes, I try to. Sometimes I take some wrong directions, but when when I, I do a bad results, for example, I always uh, used to change what I need to change it, and um, I'm good to know what I need to do and what I need to change. So, and it works pretty well. Sometimes not, but usually it works pretty well. So you win the rogue qualifier. Mm -hmm. Your lowest finish was seventh in any of the four events. Yeah. Did you get caught up in any of the rules, uh, the appeal process? I know a lot of athletes uh, that we've talked to had to appeal decisions. Yes. Um, first, when we received all the workouts, uh, we studied, uh, we studied all what we had to do uh, exactly because it's a very complicated uh, competition, online competition. I mean, because you have to weight your weight, you have to show all the equipments, you have to measure it, you have to. It's crazy. It's uh, you have to be sure of about everything. It's the first time I have an online competition like this. But it's it's good because people can't cheat like that. So it's good. But I basically had no problem except the weight of the um, of the bubble in workout number one. Uh, it was 65 lbs for in USA. And for us, 65, it, it, it always was 29 kilos, always, since forever. It always was uh, during CrossFit, uh, CrossFit Open, CrossFit quarterfinals, uh, in every kind of conversion you can find on the internet, it's 29. And when you, do, um, when you do the conversion on your phone or on internet, it's 29. So we all did the workout with 29 kilos, all the Europeans, I mean. And then uh, looks like that they changed it during the weekend for 30 kilos. But we received no emails about that and they changed it uh, during the weekend. So for us, 
if we if we receive no email we we don't have to to know about that the change you know so we made an appeal with all the europeans girls and yes they changed their mind yes thank you for that and then now it's okay so how long did you have to wait for that decision uh not so long maybe 24 hours not more so that's um well, it was it's still gonna yeah it's got to be a stressful 24 hours yes yes totally um so what was your favorite of the four events uh the clean and jerk one yeah and you took second that was one of your second place finishes um that took a, a from what i hear because you had to weigh every bar every weight in that ladder it took almost it took longer to do the weighing than it did to do the workout exactly exactly during during this workout uh, i presented myself i just showed the equipment and then I asked to the guys uh, who were there for me to load my barbell, I asked them to do the waiting to the camera. And then I started just to bike a little bit to stay warm, you know, because it took at least 30 minutes to wait everything. So uh, I, I, I can't do that by myself. So guys just did that for me. And I was biking during all the, all the <laughs> stuff. It's great that you had that support. I've asked other athletes this question. Is it more stressful to video the workout or to do the workout? To video the, work, the workout. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are you worried during a workout ever that the, like the battery runs out or the, the film stops? Yes. Yes, totally. But uh, I changed my iPhone uh, one year ago just for that. You know, I don't need uh, a, a very special iPhone because... I only use it to, to take some pictures and the videos for the online qualification. So I took an iPhone with uh, the most memory I could find only for that, but I don't <laughs> only for that to be sure. That that's crazy. Yes. It is. So I, I mean, COVID kind of brought out all this online stuff in the, and even intensified the requirements for video submission. Um, and now you have people like Hiller that are pin that are picking and nitpicking the movements on these mm -hmm. things. I cannot imagine the stress involved in all of that. Yes, yes, totally. And CrossFit has evolved a lot about that. If you look out, for example, five or four years ago, online qualifications uh, wasn't really like that. It, it was like you had a workout to do, just catch it in the camera, but whatever the floor plans whatever the rest, whatever the measurement, they just want to see the weight and that's okay. But now everything has changed it because they noticed it that a lot of people uh, cheated. So now we have floor plans, we have to show all the weight, we have to use special kind of barbells, we have to use special kind of rowers. It's, yes, it's more details and of course it's more pressure. But in some ways, it's better for you, the good athlete, the good mover, the person that does everything they're supposed to do, because it eliminates all of that, um, all of the people trying to game the system from the leaderboard. Yes, totally agree about that. Yes. But 
for example, me, I'm an athlete, but uh, I'm lucky that I have my boyfriend around me and I have some friends around me to help me with this kind of things. Because if you're alone, it's pretty impossible to perform at your best. Yeah, I, I can see that. And I can see where you would be better as an in-person athlete because you get that immediate feedback from a judge. You don't have to worry about setting all the stuff up. And if they give you a no rep, you you can know immediately why and correct it in the moment. Yes, exactly. It's it's way easier to compete in person than online. Yeah. So um I know that that Rogue has provided an, a travel stipend for all the athletes, but in my research, it's very expensive to go from Belgium to Texas. Uh, is it is it from Europe basically? Not especially Belgium, but is it from Europe? Um, Rogue help us, so it's great. It's really helpful, but uh, I I don't have the plan to arrive just two days before the competition. I have the plan to arrive at least one week before because it's eight hours time change for us, and it's a different climate. Uh, it's almost winter in Belgium. Uh, and in Texas, it will be around 30 degrees Celsius for us. So it's like the very big summer, uh, Belgian summer in Texas. So I have to I have to go at least one week before. So yes, that's expensive. So the reason I asked that is I know that you have a GoFundMe page to help yeah. support your trip to Texas. And I wanted to show the viewers that if they wanted to donate to help you out, so I'm going to share my screen just real quick. Uh, yes, uh, we did a GoFundMe with my boyfriend because because simply because of that. I know we will win some money. Uh... Oh, yes, you are showing the, the page now. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, so um, yes, we will win some money during the competition. I know that. But... Uh, we will be uh, taxed very much in Belgium. Uh, actually, Belgium is the country where we are the most taxed on Europe. So, yes, probably I will win, uh, if I am last, $5,000. But in my pocket, I will have $3,000 and and five hundred something like that. So, you know, it, it's a lot of money and... We will have to pay um, the plane tickets. Uh, we have the rogue uh, stipends for that, but we have to pay uh, the location during the week before, not the hotel during the competition. That's good because they paid for us too. Uh, but we will have to pay uh, a car, a car, uh, a car rent. Sorry. Then we have to pay uh, food. We have to pay everything we we're gonna need there and. So, yes, it's a lot of money because uh, I'm a self-employee in Belgium. I own my gym here, but, you know, it, it's a passion, but it's not, um, it's not the way to, to, to gain a lot of money and to, to keep a lot of money on the side. So, yes, I just need a little bit help. And, but it, it's, it works because some people already, already gave some money and I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, so if our listeners want to donate, it's a GoFundMe page. It's uh, Man in Angonese, uh Trip to Rogue Invitational. Check that out. And if you feel so inclined, uh, donate a few dollars to help her with her trip. 
Um, and then, you know, you could, you could blow it up there and finish much higher and get, uh, give Belgian more tax. Of course. <laughs> yes. The giant. More you gain, more they take for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you did really well in that. Um, we talked about the GoFundMe page. What are you most excited about uh, going to the Rogue Invitational? I am excited to compete with uh, a field I normally had to compete since 2019. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm going to come back to 2019 because you were, you were a sanctional uh, competitor that, that took advantage of all those opportunities. But it is, it is the top field in the world, right? It's all of the top finishers from the CrossFit Games. You're going to have more exposure at that event than probably any other event that you've been to. Yes, totally, totally. It's, I think it's the, the best opportunity of my career for the moment. And it's actually becoming like the pinnacle of uh, the competition season because of how Rogue treats the athletes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. The, some people already told me that they are they take very care uh, of the athletes and that's super cool to hear. That's, I, I'm really sure it will be an incredible experience. And because there's only 20 women in the field um, and, and the field is loaded, like there are no like prelim heats. It's going to be all top dogs. So everybody watches every heat of every event because yeah there's names throughout the whole lineup. Yes, yes, that, that will be interesting. That will be good for me because that, that's my goal. I want to people know me, okay? I'm here since a long time now and I'm, I, I still didn't have the chance to compete at the games for many reasons, but not especially about my fitness, but now it's, it's my turn, it's my chance and I want to people know my name. Yeah. I think you're going to have a great opportunity at that. And you also get to test yourself. You get to know where you're at in your training yep. and how you finish against this lineup. Yes, exactly. So do you look at this with a goal of finishing a certain place or as a learning experience to help you with next season? Um, I don't have any expectation about winning or finish five or or 10 or I just want to compete with those girls and to see where I am and to yes to gain experience for next year because definitely next year it's the year I will make it to the CrossFit Games I, I hope the, the bad luck is over now I hope it's my year so yes so the other thing Rogue is famous for is the amount of swag or stuff they give the athletes are you excited? Have you seen what happens at Rogue in the past? Yes, uh, I saw that they reserved some uh, cowboy hats, uh, some Santiago's also. So yes, that's, that will be interesting. Uh, I'm a North Rider, you know, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah, so when I, I actually volunteered for Rogue last year as a, as a volunteer, and I was in that swag area for when all the athletes came in. Go Ruck was there giving away tons of stuff. Uh, other sponsors were there giving away tons of stuff. And then, of course, the cowboy hat, the cowboy boots, yeah. the belts, the all of that. 
Um, it was awesome. Looks like. And, and they treated every athlete like they were a supermodel. I uh, got to try on everything, got everything fitted just for them. Um, and it was really cool. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. I, I already was, but I think I am more excited now. So uh, are you, is your boyfriend going with you? Yes, exactly. Well, that's good because you needed a partner to carry all of the stuff you get. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> his role. <laughs> there you go. The other thing is you talked about how your how Belgium is cooler than Texas. Yes. The crazy Wait. thing that I the crazy thing I experienced was in the daytime it was really really hot, but the minute mm -hmm. the sun went down, it got cold. Okay. So, just a little tip uh from yeah. someone who was there last year. Uh yeah. those those events under the lights are very cool. They're cool yes. to watch and it's very cool on the field. Okay. It's cool. That that's great for me. That's great for me because yes, it, you say it's cool but you know in Belgium it's way cooler so I'm I don't think it will be too cool for me. <laughs> okay. Well good. You'll like that. So I want to go back to 2019 and I want to talk a little bit about that because you did four sanctionals that year. Uh yes. French throwdown Lowlands, um, Italian, and Dubai. Yes. Did you like that format better than what we have today? Or do you like today's format better? I like that format a lot because you have the chance to compete uh, a lot. And I really love to compete. Uh, you have the chance to, to choose your date, to choose your location, to choose where you want to compete. I really like it, this format, yes. And it was an opportunity for a pro CrossFit athlete to make money. Yes, totally. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're trying to support yourself and live out your dream. Mm -hmm. So money has to factor into that. Yes. Yes. Um, but we're, we're kind of stuck with a new system and we haven't really heard what next year is going to look like. Uh, the rule book's supposed to be out next month or the following month. So mm -hmm. hopefully we'll know soon. Um, but in this new format, how do you how do you gear up and taper yourself so that you're ready for the important moments? Yes, um, about the the actual formats. Uh, yes, it, it's the the online part I still don't like to be honest. But we have to do it. It's not for us. It's not too much pressure. Open are pretty easy to do. Um, then quarterfinals, yes, you have to be focused, you have to be fit, but it's not, if, if you're a good athlete, it's not that hard to be on the top 60, but everything is played on the, on, on the semifinals. But the only fact I don't really like is that, for example, uh, if you are sick during the Open, imagine you are super sick during the Open, you just can't move, you just can't do one workout because you are too sick for that. Uh, your season is fucked up. And uh, it's it fucked up. You can't do anything more. It's over. Game over. And that can happen at any point during the season. Quarterfinals, semifinals. Um, yes. And you have to be ready for that one weekend. Mm -hmm. or, or it's over. 
Yes, and that's what I don't really like about it. And that's what I, I liked about the, um, the format we had in 2019. If you missed one, you can do another and another and another, and you still have the chance to pursue the tickets. And, but well, the, I, I don't choose the rules. Right. And then in 2019, you finished second in Belgium, right? Yes, behind Carmen, so, last year of Carmen. Okay. Yeah, that you were so close in so many in so many instances along the way to making it to the games. Um, yes. How much pressure is do you put on yourself to make the games every year? Um, not too much bad pressure. It's just an obsession, but it's not bad. <laughs> like I will miss it uh, I'm not fit enough it, it's not about it's not negative pressure okay I like that it's it's not pressure it's an obsession and it's just something it's a dream of yours yes it is just just like me and this podcast is an obsession for me I want this to be so successful yes. you know and I work I work day and night on this thing because it's what I love yeah, that's your baby and to make it to the CrossFit Games is my baby also. Right, right. So I also want to talk about the mountains. <laughs> so a little behind the curtain, um, I reached out to you a couple weeks ago and you said you're, you were headed to the mountains and when you got back, we could talk. I pictured in my head a little cabin just kind of hanging out in the woods, relaxing. And then I see pictures of you on like a mountain top. Mm -hmm. So this was not just like a, a relaxing cabin in the woods. You no. mountain climb. Yes. Um, mountains are a big passion of mine. Uh, my father was um, a mountainer, a professional mountainers. Uh, and then he gave me the passion of mountains. And I started to go with him, but now I'm tall enough to go with to go there alone and yes mountaineering is something i used to do it's not it's not like um crazy mountaineering you know i don't take any crazy risk but yes it's always like everything i used to do in my life it's always an, an obsession to go higher and higher and higher and mountains are like that so is that how you decompress yes. when you're on the mountain is it just relaxation for you Yes, it's a total relaxation because it's the, for me, it's the only place I can, I can think about anything about, except about what I'm doing actually. Because when you are climbing a mountain, when you, when you do mountaineering, uh, you have to be totally focused on what you are doing. Uh, if not, you can die, you know. So that's the only place where I am totally focused in the, in the moment. So other than the relaxation part of it, it also adds to your fitness, right? The last, uh, the last thing in the general CrossFit way is play other sports. Yes. And so you're, you're getting outside the box. And I think last year's CrossFit games, if it told us anything mm -hmm. was get outside of the box. Yes. And do other things. And that's what Boz's programming was all about. Mm -hmm. 
yes 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 totally and i i think it's good uh it's good to change you know because we used to see uh every time the same kind of combos and same kind of workouts and but it, it was great to see some different events uh to do some stuff more functional you know like walking with a husafel and some kind of thing it, it's yes i think for me it's good yeah and carrying that husafel up steps yes yes yeah like right it's one thing to carry it across a flat flat surface yes but yes it's totally yeah. different um so when you're climbing a mountain what what does what does that give you to help you in the crossfit space one in my head grip strength two yes. the ability to adapt and overcome yeah um are there other things that happen yes um the one of the most important is that when you are um when you are started to climb a mountain uh you always look at the top and very often you tell to yourself but it's so far i will never make it to the top it's way too far it it will take me two days to go there but as simple of that you just start to walk you just start to climb you you go step by step and without looking too much the top you know just enjoying the way and faster than you expected you are at the top so enjoy the journey to the peak don't yes. just think about the peak itself yes mountains are a life lesson a life lessons definitely so what is the the favorite mountain that you've climbed i i always go uh, in the alps in french in uh, in france sorry uh there's a lot of mountain i i like to climb but uh my favorite place is the aiguille du midi i don't know if, okay. you, if any submit there but i like this place because you start from the aiguille du midi and then you can go across the valley blanche the white valley and you can you can go across to i think 100 submits if you want that's incredible yes yeah where i live so i'm in the united states northeast ish mm -hmm. in ohio and so we're we're flat we have no mountains at all yeah, but it's i grew flat. up in pennsylvania that has small mountains mm -hmm. uh but i i my goal is to get to like colorado in the rocky mountains and because i that's where i want to I want to discover and and look at and and explore. Yes, Colorado looks very beautiful. Yeah, so and I know the Alps are even bigger, so that's got to be just gorgeous when you get up there and some of the pictures you took were amazing. Yes. Yes, I know and on the picture when you see the reality and then you take the picture and then you look at the picture you're just like no, it's not the same. I took a picture, yeah. but it's not, it's not representative at all. So do you think when you're done with your like professional CrossFit and weightlifting career that you'll do more mountain climbing or less? Uh, more because I will have more time to do it, but I'm not sure that I will be done one day with the competition life. You know, 
it. <laughs> I love to compete. And if it's not in weightlifting or in CrossFit, I will find something else. I, comp I compete since I'm four years old and I need to compete in something. So maybe I will compete in mountaineering, but it's not a competition life, you know. Do you have a hard time turning off your competitiveness? Yes. So you beat your boyfriend at everything? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. We, we already had some, um, call, uh, I don't know to call that in English, uh, dispute, dispute? Yeah. Yes. Uh, for example, a uh, few months ago, we played uh, in Monopoly together and he won. And, and then I was just super mad for at least two days. It's ridiculous, but it's, yes, I'm, and he is also, he's also a competitor. So uh, sometimes it's, it's interesting between us. Yes. <laughs> so you, it took you two days to get over a Monopoly loss. Yeah, yeah, but but it's a long story short, you know. I will not explain the details here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I am I am fifty two. Yes. That was my competitive nature for much of my life. Mm -hmm. I could not turn it off, um, and I've learned in my old age that sometimes it's better just to to give in and and let it go. Um, but it's taken me a long, long time to get here. Yes, maybe I need more time. Yeah, it's probably the 25 years of marriage that has made it <laughs> so I give in. Yeah, yes, maybe. Yeah. We are almost almost 10 years together, so maybe I need 15 more years to adapt. Yeah, and then finally you'll get it, just like I did. Yes. <laughs> it's not worth the fight all the time. Well, I am so excited for you, Manon. I can't wait to see you compete at Rogue. Um, regretfully, we're not going to be able to be there in person this year, but we're trying to do updates from Rogue. So if you have any spare time, we may be reaching out to athletes to jump on and let us know what's going on there. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Well, have a great rest of your day and thank you so much for jumping on. Thanks to you. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you like what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.